Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Material Podcast, episode number 366. I really like that. Mm. I really like the way that rings. 366, recorded on June 30th, 2022. I know we don't usually do the date, but maybe this will be a good way to <laughs> timestamp it here for us. I'm Florence Zion, one of your hosts, and I'm joined here by Andy Anako. Thank you. I think I think that if we're gonna if we're gonna spell out the entire the entire date, either we should like uh, sound like nineteen eighties like uh, network newscasters, where they have to like make them all serious. This is the ABC Evening News for June thirtieth, twenty twenty two, or we should be modern and f- make people a little bit concerned the way we punctuate. This is recorded on June thirty. June thirtieth, the year of our Lord and Savior, twenty twenty two. Why do they say Lord and Savior? Yes. What I know, what I what, what, what meeting has Andy been to since the last show? Well, <laughs> if you've taken a look at the U.S. Supreme Court, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had- uh, but we're—I mean, we are going to get into that eventually. I'm sorry. There's a little bit of. Um, re- not actually, we're not getting into it. There is a related news story today. Because everybody's been talking about privacy, and that's just been like the. It's been it's been I on even, our it's been on yeah. our minds. Actually, actually, though, yeah. like not to not to make light of uh, you know this, uh, like uh, all the Supreme Court Supreme Court decisions that seem to be against common sense and the common good. Okay, as if right. we didn't have enough reason to be upset about this. I was supposed to be on the radio this morning, and I, I got I got bumped. Because of the, we're uh, both off routine. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. Okay, fine. Got the ability of the Environmental Protection Agency uh, oh, to actually regulate oh, and put a stop to global warming and make violators responsible for what they're doing to the planet. But do you have to cut out my like my? Do you have to? Do you have to step on it on my day? Like of all the days of the week, you couldn't have done it yesterday. You couldn't have put it off till tomorrow. Oh, I see. What so, you're so you can imagine that yeah. I'm doubly upset with the Supreme Court at this point in time. I'm kidding, of course. This means nothing compared to all the other things that the Supreme Court has been doing. I'm I'm introducing a, a, a bit of levity. Yes, you know what? We can even get it a little higher, uh, or perhaps a neutral platform, because so I try to leave when I the weeks that I'm hosting. I try to leave my blame my brain blank until we start recording for an anecdote. I try to make room for that (laughs) anecdote and folks, it came to me right before. So I mentioned that uh, Andy and I are off routine. So I actually took to, we're recording on a Thursday. uh, Actually more more than that, we're we're recording during daylight, which almost never happens. Exactly. Yeah. I I, I don't, I I have, I have no like artificial light. This is all like one weird seeing you with daylight. I haven't seen you in daylight. I would say in about a year. I've just been seeing you with the yeah. artificial lighting. Because we, we used to do like Wednesday, like early afternoon, your time, mid-afternoon, my time. I'm also see, seeing you, like obviously you're facing a window because you're illuminated. Your, your skin tones are non-Vulcan in nature because it's not being illuminated solely oh, by an I LCD love, panel. I love it when we do it. And I have all the colorful lights and my face is like blue and it's like purple behind me. True. I mean, because... It really, it's just Andy and I really actually podcast an underground club in Berlin. Um, <laughs> just so everybody knows. But yeah, so I took today off, which is, you know, I, I have some things I need to get out. I just wanted to have a five day. Yes. 
five-day weekend. <laughs> I thought that would be nice. That would be nice. Uh, so I was watching TV <laughs> because that's what Flo does. Flo watches a lot of TV. And I was watching 90210. No surprise there. <laughs> and on comes a commercial. And it's this woman who is a community member. She's the head of some committee in the neighborhood I used to live in in San Francisco. And so my ears perk up, you know, because I was zoning out. So my ears perk up. I'm like, oh, interesting. They're talking about the neighborhood I used to live in. And she's talking about this lovely program where they have like after school uh, activities for children and like a place for the elderly to come and like find, you know, uh, companionship and and friendship and and such. And then (laughs) this... Program director is like, that's why I'm so excited about Waymo. <laughs> it's just like, and then the Jaguar comes on screen with yeah. the freaking LIDAR cameras and everything attached to it. And I'm just like, I had no idea this is what we were going into because I, when I get served local stuff like that, usually it's like a political ad or, you know, it's it's something hyper-localized. And so I was expecting that. Or it's like a PG&E fluff ad sometimes. <laughs> It was a Waymo ad, and I, and but it it turned into it was a Waymo ad, but it turned into how Waymo is going to help community groups like this in metropolitan areas to to have mobility, like to get around town. It was showing showing the elderly with their walkers in the streets of San Francisco, the hilly streets of San Francisco, and like the Waymo car coming in to, you know, swoop them up and take them across town. And they don't have to deal with Muni and they don't have to deal with those pesky bikers and the drivers. Um, Andy, it's just like, and, but, and then, but then the next episode happened, right? Okay. So we're in the, we're in season six. Kelly is just, Started doing drugs. And I, get hit with an- I get hit with another commercial. It's also for Waymo. But again, it started out with like two elderly people with their walkers. I swear to God, they really like just went. Do you have a walker? Yes or no? On the Google survey. And then they went to those people's houses and they got them on camera and they got them to just like sit there and wave out for the Waymo taxi to come in and help them through San Francisco's hilly neighborhoods. Like, is this what Google is doing to market this to community? It struck me how different this is compared to Tesla's thing, which was look how freaking cool you can be behind the wheel of a Tesla. Oh, wait, you don't even have to put your hands in the wheel because the car is driving itself. Isn't that great? Own the car of the future. Whereas Google, it's granted it's not making a car. This is not a car that you can go out and buy. This is a ride-sharing service is really what it is at the right. end of the day. It's a, an equivalent to Uber. But I'm thinking just about the marketing of the self-driving technology here is that of, and this is very much a Google thing, because this is how Google presents itself to the world, which is, look how this technology will help you. <laughs> look how this technology solves problems. Like, there's no, you know, versus Tesla, which was like, you're a cool guy <laughs> or woman. Don't you want to drive this, you know, versus yeah. your community needs help because the government has failed you with the public transportation <laughs> and... Nature has failed you with all these hills. And Why has anyway. the Lord chosen us, you may ask, to finally <laughs> liberate our nation's elderly, many of whom are war veterans, 
from the confinement that, that local tyranny of local governments have oh confined God, them when in. When they bring in the veterans, it's like, I know you are, you're not only hitting me like a generally empathetic person, you're also hitting true America. <laughs> like you're going, you know your demographics. But yeah, so this was, uh, I just thought it to be incredibly genius. <laughs> Yeah, especially hats off to the marketing team for the incredible sacker nature. It got me. It got me. Well, well also <laughs> let, let, let's let's be fair and say that it was it was generous of them not to like hit all these buttons that were just right there in front of them, which is that you know it's not actually necessary for us to spend billions of dollars, not making a single dime of profit so far, to figure out a way to put luxury cars that have robot drivers out there. As a matter of fact, for almost 100 years or even more, there's been this system where actual human beings will get into yellow cars and pick you up wherever you are and drop you off wherever you want to go. Or... Public transportation has reached into every neighborhood, connecting no everybody, no matter what their economic status, no matter what part of the city they lived in, with the rest of the community and the city. Unfortunately, that's, <laughs> both yeah, that's, that's the problem. Those yeah. things failed. Those yeah. people feel like those things failed. It's like this. It, I, I just, I, I, I'm always impressed by self-driving technology. I'm intrigued by what would happen when. Uh, as someone who is definitely in that category of I don't need to own a car, it would be a con- it's a con- it's a, it's a convenience to be able to push a button on a phone app and have someone come pick me up and take me wherever I want, and I'm willing to pay them mm-hmm. a fee to do that. And I'm glad that there is now finally an infrastructure, even if you know, even if Uber is like a bunch of jerks to to make that happen. And I'm in- intrigued by what would happen if. Uh, if like a city were to get behind or even like a county were to get behind the idea of we're going to like make it easy for self-driving vehicle companies to operate basically so that we can keep more people who don't need to have cars don't have to have cars and keep cluttering up and making cluttering up the streets and making uh, all kinds of uh, demands on our infrastructure. However, I can, I always have to remember that essentially Again, billions and billions of dollars are being spent to avoid paying human beings a decent living wage to do a simple task that is well within the wheelhouse of human capability. And it's like... Well, it's not even just that. It's just... (sighs) Muni is a mess. It continues to be a very mismanaged mess. It's the... It's, you know, that's the public transportation system in within the San Francisco uh, city limits. Once you exit, there are other uh, agents, transit agencies that you go through, but it is just a real complete mess. Um, And it's, you know, again, the hills, like, do make it really hard to be... Yeah. It's hard. This is why people go to Florida. It's it's warm and flat. (laughs) Like San Francisco is cold and hilly. It is not a great place to have old bones. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> say it because I'm getting them too. Uh, and I and I kind of you know yes I know I'm in my mid 30s and I don't mean to exaggerate but I you know I'm starting to understand the realities of my meat suit and so uh, I don't know it was just a really interesting blatant seeing this advertising and the thing is i still haven't taken a ride in this thing i've interacted with the waymo vehicles as a fellow driver on the road behind a vehicle that is human driven Mm -hmm. 
which is wild to say. Um, I still, you know, I know I've brought it up before because it still freaks me out to think about a robot waited for me to parallel park. Like that's, <laughs> it's it's wild when you think about it at a, at a core, like macro level. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> Wait yeah. But I, I I saw but I saw another uh, another like viral news report about uh, remember there was a story uh, was it two months ago maybe three months ago uh, about Waymo cars that were sort of getting bunched up in one neighborhood like oh yeah that's, like, we talked about that too yeah, in the pod, yeah. so so I, I guess the 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 cruise cars are now having a similar problem where they're just for reasons beyond their understanding. They just seem to want to just sort of like, you know, hey, what you doing? Not much. What you doing? I don't know. Hey, you want to hang out at random, random uh, residential neighborhood and just sort of basically park on the street for abreast and just keep our lights on and wait for people to come up, wait for wait for service people to come on and basically jump in our cars and just basically tell us we're, that we're basically blocking traffic. Yeah, why not? Hey, Thursday night. I mean. <laughs> I never know when to do it. Never know what to do on a, on a Thursday night. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's going to be super interesting when we get from these like little little like sort of uh, like right now there's so few self driving cars on the road, including the Tesla cars. When they when it becomes part of infrastructure, that's when it scales up, and we find out exactly what kind of a nightmare we visited upon ourselves. Because that's when we figure out that now every like when every other car is being operated by software. And you can't argue with the software. You can't tell the software, "Hey, you're screwing. You're screwing this up. You're blocking this road." Hey, you know that that thing behind us is an ambulance, and you need to. I'm surprised you can't figure out that it's an ambulance. The fact that it's raining is no excuse. Get out of the way of the ambulance. And uh, and all these companies are going to have uh, millions of these cars on the road, and maybe one eight hundred number to call to say, "Hey, how am I driving?" <laughs> Or we we are we are not just serving the community. We want to be part of the community, and part of being exactly, part of the community exactly is the having an open dialogue mm-hmm. with the community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like uh, I was trying to. I apologize. I was trying to find the ad to see if I could pick it up on YouTube. I can't find it. Yeah. Why is that so hard to find things? Anyway, why is it so hard to find things on the <laughs> indexed? YouTube and Google. <laughs> That's so, somewhere ad people are crying, especially especially at Waymo. It's like you are actively, I want to see this ad that you put together at no no small expense to the company, uh, but I can't find it because of another Google division that is not optimized towards. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm sorry, sir. It's just that this concept has never come up before. Someone who's who's desirous desirous of seeing an ad. We 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 actually got a little bit confused and trying to figure out what did she really ask <laughs> us to do. Uh well I feel like this is a good time for us to roll into today's show. Because hmm? we do have we do have a lot to get through. Uh we are gonna start off a little heavy as we said. <laughs> But it is important information that we would like to leave you with, uh, which is that police are using reverse keyword search warrants to turn people in. So, yes, I know that's been a big topic of conversation across the Internet. So we're going to get into it. So prepare yeah. yourselves for that one. And then afterwards, we're going to tell you a little bit how about how Google is trying to separate not exactly church and state, but more like 
consumer and everybody else. Uh, yeah, they've created a whole new subsidiary for servicing the U.S. military, intelligence, and other public sector customers. It's it's an interesting strategy, much like the Waymore commercials. Waymo commercials. Uh, finally, we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Google hardware product that the New York Times has praised as baffling. I wouldn't know. I never got a chance to play with it. Yes, we're talking about the Nexus Q. It was terribly reviewed, but for some reason, it remains near and dear to our hearts. So we'll give it a little bit of fan service before we sign off. It's, it's uh, as tech reporters, it's our own like uh, resident of the island of misfit toys. It's, you know, it's the Charlie in the box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who would want a streaming device that doesn't work with any streaming services? <laughs> All right, back after this. (laughs) Well, welcome to our first segment, our very own little Twilight Zone, except we call this the Serious Zone. (laughs) And credit to Andy. He literally just came up with that right before I started talking. I I, I gave you, I know you would like (laughs) options, so I gave you the Serious Zone or the Gravity Well, in that this is a very, (laughs) potentially with a lot of gravity to it. Uh, although we we could, we could actually possibly put a good spin on it that, I mean, it's kind of exciting to think that probably several times over the past couple of years, you, listener, and me, and you, Flo, have been suspects, persons of interest in any number of serious violent crimes by virtue of the fact that we've been using Google search. I am... Okay. All right. Sure. I was going to plead the fifth on that one. <clears throat> but so there's been a lot of talk about our relative privacy on the internet the last couple of days since the SCOTUS decision that we all know what's happening if you live in the US and if you have uh, friends abroad that you chat with. But a lot of the stuff that's come out, um, a lot of the stuff that came out initially, like right as the ruling happened, which was late last week after we recorded. I think, if I recall correctly, um, has been sort of, I don't want to say misinformation, or has been misinformed, I should say. Because things in technology change so often, and there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we have to also consider. And so, you know, the big reaction after the SCOTUS ruling was, everybody needs to delete their period apps. Everybody, like, migrate over to a private, you know, encrypted messenger. And I even fell into that same camp where I felt very emotional about the situation, but I don't really want to just like post to post out into the ether, you know, the same yeah. three like memes everybody else is posting. So it's like, oh, well, I'm a journalist. I should say something to help. Well, I ended up telling people you should go over to Signal because it's encrypted. You know, uh, <laughs> that stuff won't be able to be used in court against you. I was wrong, yeah. though. <laughs> I was wrong. As somebody brought up to me in my DMs, and then as I looked further into it, I kind of understood what it is that is happening with these encrypted apps. And that is that more information uh, between more information from the messaging transaction is being allowed to be used in the court of law. And so we are now seeing this uh, in other parts of Google (laughs) to take into consideration. I was just using Signal as an example, but uh, police are now using uh, warrants or they have been using warrants to force Google to hand over data on everybody who submitted certain search terms to Google search on or about a certain date. 
So this technique is similar to geofence warrants, which demand identifiable data on phones that were in a specific vicinity on a certain date and time. And it's kind of the same with like the signal messaging. They look at timestamps to see when the interactions were happening. And so these are this is a huge red flag for privacy advocates. And they're creeping out a lot of folks just purely on principle, because from a certain point of view, cops are starting with everybody who uses Google search as the pool of potential suspects. So this, you know, with the abortion ruling (laughs) (laughs) could be very bad for those of us who are posting to social media for our friends to come camping in our backyard. Yeah. By the way, don't do that. (laughs) Just (laughs) FYI, don't do that. It's Yeah. If if anything, camping in uh, camping in backyards has been linked to greater pregnancies, historically <laughs> speaking. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that was a joke. <laughs> I was, I'm sorry. Uh, I but, thought you were ready to say something like no, no, coyote. I got a lot of coyotes in my backyard. Exactly. Tell you, you know, well, that that there. too. That's uh, anyway. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's just such a uh, it's it gets me really really upset because of exactly what you're talking about and also the idea of your if 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 police dramas from the 1930s to 8 minutes ago on basic cable have taught us anything it's that well as cops law enforcement you're supposed to like develop a list of suspects and investigate these suspects you're not allowed to simply say uh I don't know. Let's get a warrant for, oh, we'll get a warrant to search the relative of that person who had a really, really shady alibi. No, let's just get a warrant to like search the browsing, search the uh, location data and the search history of everybody in the entire world who has a phone and who's used Google search. And there, it's, it's not, this is not even uh, exaggerating what's going on. It it literally is uh, everybody who has done a, uh, g- g- we want a list of everybody who has done a Google search for these search terms on or around or before this certain date. Uh, and geofence warrants are exactly the same thing where just give me a list of every single phone that you've been tracking that might have been in the vicinity of this place when we think that this crime occurred. And so that's why I was joking earlier that, hey, look, all all uh, billion or two billion of, uh, of us Google users are suspects in many, many crimes each and every day. It does. It doesn't feel like you're doing police work. It feels like you're basically trying to uh, turn 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 the world into yet another tightening of tightening of the screw tightening of the clamps uh to basically say that you are only allowed freedoms that are uh not in any way inconvenient to the government that are not in any way inconvenient it's to a law little fascist <laughs> it's a little fascist I just, yeah i just want to say that yeah. And the and the and the kicker, um, and the kicker yeah. is that this is i mean these problems have if if anything that these problems are just uh, shining a spotlight on these privacy issues that have been around for a long long time yeah and now yeah. now that we're faced with oh by the way there are certain uh, there there are certain uh, uh states that are looking to be not quite so aggressive in their abortion bans but there are some states that are going to be that are going to be saying that look uh if anybody who anybody who even seeks uh seeks uh health care within our state without our state is subject to prosecution 
and now we can find out who that was by saying, hey, anybody in our in the state of Oklahoma, Google for reproductive services or Google for uh, uh, out-of-state abortion pills or – and guess what? We can now round those people up and we will force – we can force Google to to do that for us because you know we're just going to serve them with a warrant and because we are passing laws in our state that say that we are we are entitled to some information what are they going to do about it like oh good heavens i'm sorry let, so, let, let's talk about this particular case i'm sorry i'm getting off on there well i know that case has to do with some teenagers and very unfortunate thing that happened but uh it's easy to see how this could be exploited uh, in yeah. light of recent events, yeah, it's it's kind of sad that, like we're saying, this was these are geofence warrants and reverse keyword search warrants. They they weren't invented like for this this one case. They've been going they've been going on for years now, uh, and this wasn't the only case in which this is this has come up. It's just it's disappointing that uh, the only time the the first time that we're actually considering that maybe we should do something about this maybe we should have a higher court examine these warrants and decide whether they're appropriate or not uh, that it takes some it it it, it takes the, the the strike down of Roe v Wade to really open our eyes to the damage that's being done to our privacy and to our safety and to our security uh, with all of these search services and we we keep and we keep saying. And I and I do believe that Google. It's hard for Google to do what it does so well to provide the services that everybody likes without compromising our privacy. But it's always going to be. Gosh, they have this treasure trove of information that could help us solve these crimes, or the gosh, they got these treasure trove of information that could dis- make us help us to figure out who to round up as suspected undocumented immigrants and uh, we. You need to draw those lines, and I'm amazed that we haven't insist on those lines be drawn uh until now uh, there, there's there's been a couple of new uh, pieces of le- packages of legislation uh, introduced in the past couple of weeks that are trying to address this particularly in light of the reversal of roe v wade mm-hmm. but uh god knows if it's if they're actually going to move forward uh there's going to be a lot more support behind them but now it's going to be much more of a partisan issue uh where uh, and uh even before this became uh, the heat got turned up so much on this. Even before that, uh, the Democratic Party has been shuffling its feet, thinking that, oh, God, do we do we really want to uh, spend political capital on these uh, Internet privacy issues because they're so esoteric and they don't really they, they don't really translate the way that, oh, jobs, oh, gas prices, oh, uh, oh, housing uh, relates to people. It's like, oh, God, you, you can do several things at once, please. Do something about this. There's going. There's going. We don't want. We want this to. We want this to be addressed before there is a, a national disaster of of personal information and personal security. And I'm not talk. I'm not talking about a 9/11 event. I'm talking about where we suddenly wake up and find ourselves under feeling their surveillance again, feeling that vice uh, clamping down around us. Where I don't want to. I, I'm, I'm concerned about. Gee, I'm going to be walking through the city. Should I turn off my phone because I don't want to be tracked just in case there's a protest going in and there's going to be a blanket warrant searched out for any IP, uh, any uh, device identifier that was in the vicinity uh, of the Boston Common uh, uh, while this protest was taking place that turned violent. That's like, uh, this is not the country that I signed up for. Well, perhaps we should go back for a little more levity by shifting it away from the current worries on our mind to just kind of 
gawking at Google for the <laughs> for the decisions that it makes about its business. Um, so Google, okay, so this is an interesting story because there's been a lot of um, pushback from consumers about some of the things that Google has wanted to pursue in the private and public sectors, let's say. Um, and so I, I found this news to be very interesting in relation to that. So Google created a whole new subsidiary to serve U.S. city, state, and federal government agencies and educational institutions. It's called, flashing lights, <laughs> Google Public Sector. Buzz, buzz, buzz. See, my, my only concern there is the word sector <laughs> seems a little totalitarian. It's right? Like, it's just... I just see industrial, like there's these giant pipes behind the <laughs> glowing lights. It's basically the CNH sugar factory that I visited last weekend. Uh, <laughs> so they actually put a post on the Google Cloud blog, which I thought was a very, because I, I saw this news roll through and I was like, what an interesting uh, announcement, what an interesting platform to announce this. So the Google Cloud blog said that the new division will specialize in delivering all forms of Google Cloud technologies and products to public sector customers. This includes cloud computing, cloud storage, machine learning, and artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, of course, and of course, also everyone's favorite Google Workspace. Uh, does this mean that they're trying to push government employees on using the new chat and meet? <laughs> God, that would, that, that would make so much sense if 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 if, if it was like we want to make sure that if we, <laughs> the, the only way we can increase our user base for our messaging platform is for government employees who are being told by their bosses, "Do you like your cushy public service job and your cushy pension plan that's not going away, and the fact that you can't possibly be fired unless you murder a certain number of people inside the office?" Well, I think then you're not going to argue about whether you get to use Microsoft Office or Google Workspace, huh? Or, or chat. <laughs> you, get, get, you have to use Google Chat instead of Google Google Hangouts or, or, or Signal okay. or whatever. Government job. That's how you get a pension, Andy. There you uh, go. All right. So the post says, Google Public Sector will provide a full complement of business functions and capabilities, including specialized sales, customer engineering, customer success and services, customer support, channel and partner programs, compliance and security operations, so that our U.S. public sector customers can leverage the full range of technology offerings from Google Cloud. What this basically means is we have consultants <laughs> on standby for when you need things, and we are paying them uh, to be there to help you install this. This is basically what... Yes what it reads like to me. Uh, I, I, then, also, I also can't yes. help but notice that there's no mention of murder torpedo or like death plane or that, that weird orange mist that makes people forget the number eight for some reason that is tactically important. Cause although, but, although, although I'm confident that this is going to aid in the development of all those things and things but, that I can't possibly imagine. But wait, hold on Andy. Cause here's the <laughs> kicker related to that. Quote, Google public sector will also operate in accordance with our existing principles. Oh, unquote. thank God. Okay, I feel I feel a thousand times better now. That's that's what are their principles? By the way, they took out don't be evil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just in case anybody remembered that. Um yeah, so Google has backed out of some contracts that we've talked about with the U.S. government after severe pushback from Googlers who had objected to Google products and research being used by the military, immigration and customs enforcement. 
I'm rolling my eyes at that. And U.S. Customs and Border Protection, also rolling my eyes at that. Yeah, um, it's, I mean, that, that that actually that actually kind of made me think of that. It kind of makes sense of when you think about it that the fact that if they're put if they're creating a new a whole new division just for uh, servicing government clients maybe that means that okay we are list we have listened to the complaints you had about project maven and other contracts that we had been going after so if you if you're concerned that you're you you don't want to be working for the defense department or immigration we will if you're not working for this new division technically you're not working for them so this division will only hold people that in one state shape or form by asking to be hired or transferred to them are saying that hey i'm perfectly cool with the new uh the, the new minty toothpaste that actually turns like every carbon uh carbon based sphere into a high explosive yes okay I agree with you. Um, that definitely is what it's like. And just to get to the the capitalism of it all, a report from NextGov points out how lucrative the public sector business actually is and how big of a play that Google's been making for it. In 2020, Google is one of five companies awarded contracts to provide cloud services to the CIA, projected to be worth tens of billions of dollars over the next decade and a half. Google is also one of four cloud companies in the running to win the Department of Defense's $9 billion joint warfighting cloud capability contract. Yikes. See, that's the stuff that I'm looking for. That That's what I was missing in that in that statement. Yeah, jo- <laughs> we'll be helping with the joint warfighting cloud capability contract. Or do you think that they're going to come after me? Because they see, you use the dictionary. Okay, no, you <laughs> silly person. It's not a person. It's a search engine. I'm going to use DuckDuckGo. Um, oh my, oh my, oh guys, <laughs> guys. It's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh God. The Forbes referred to it as the next Jedi. <laughs> GWCC. It's the a replacement for Jedi, which is what the yeah. joint enterprise defense infrastructure, that's what it used to be called. Yeah, it's such, it's such a, it's such a big, like, cloud computing deal that they had to they, they had to basically scrap jedi because they figured that they had not they had not they had what was it they hadn't really understood the complexity of the services that they're asking right. and breadth they're asking for and so they i think they rebooted it like this year so i mean they're they're so the, they're still in the running for the for for that congratulations on uh, on getting part of that that cia contract though too yeah, you're. I mean, you're absolutely right, Andy. This just makes it more palatable for the people who work at Google to just say, like, well, you know, that's another part of the company that's doing that. So it's not the consumer side, which is what I came here to work on. But um, at the end of the day, it's just it's a lot of money to leave on the table. Yeah, for Google. Yeah, and for them to continue to be the big money maker bringers, the you know giant machine that they are they have to have a little they have to force everybody in the government to use chat and meets that's really what it comes down to and i'm sure it has a little bit to do too with you know forced market share um and then finally we can all stop belly aching about google's messaging strategy (laughs) yes yeah and 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 also there's there's still like a huge huge race to try to unseat amazon web services as the cloud computing platform of choice and so, and, if, and so, if you're turning down all this government work, 
you're probably going to be an also ran, which is not necessarily saying it's realize that when we're talking about, uh, we're, 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 we're having a good time talking about, again, the death toothpaste and the, uh, flashlight that also like, uh, paralyzes elk uh and i'll I'll kind of the tactical pencil with an eraser that turns into a concussive grenade that kind of but we're we're also talking about uh software that allows uh, like the the, allows like the 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 cafeterias and and commissaries of like military bases to place their orders and make sure that they have enough stock where we're i mean it's, it's a huge huge portfolio of stuff and also includes education so that's that's fine too and yeah, it's it's hard it's hard yeah. to leave that much money on the table. It's hard to leave that big of a, of a, uh, uh, that 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 big of a presence in the computing world and saying we're not going to have anything to do with that. So like it would be sort of like Apple saying we don't want anything to do with education anymore. It's like well, no, you. It's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to basically say no to here's a big pile of money. Do you do you want to be there with a rake and a, with a with a pail and a shovel, or right. do you want to just watch other people jump in there like Scrooge McDuck with their pails and shovels? So, oh well, yeah. I okay, know. C- congratulations to the employees there. I'm, I'm sure that the burritos and the commissary, like at uh, uh, Google Public Sector, the guac will be free, a free add on. They won't be charging extra like two fifty like they do at Chipotle or whatever. <laughs> I literally had Chipotle today. Had to pay two fifty for my <laughs> husband's quack on his burrito bowl. Oh boy. Um, okay, folks, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we will talk about some hardware. <laughs> well, it's kind of a slow summer, so when it's slow out there, what happens is we get nothing but hot, hot, hot lakes. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently there are two prototypes of the Pixel 6a floating around Malaysian YouTube, which is honestly great because I think it's about time that we take some market share away from the U.S. and our influencers, so-called influencers, <laughs> and bring some of that, uh, bring some diversity to this, Indeed. to this world of YouTubeage. And um, granted, I... Don't get the full translation because I really realize how limited YouTube's live caption translation ability is with other languages. Um, But I do get to see things on screen and such things include a fingerprint scanning test between the Pixel 6a, the Pixel 6 Pro and the Samsung Galaxy S22. Yes. Sorry, Andy. I was, re- I was looking at Andy expecting a reaction of some oh, sort. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. I'm, 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 uh, I'm numbed by the news, honestly. Yes. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> so here's, here's the honest truth. The honest truth is that it can get a little overbearing to have all of these little leaks come out about a phone that we know is yeah. coming, that we know the specs of. Like, I get it. It's coming. You could pre-order it July 21st. You can buy it July 28th. Google told us all of those details. We're just waiting at this point. Uh, but like I said, I want to give some credence to the international YouTube community for doing the work. and. I have to say that I don't think the fingerprint scanner on the Pixel 6a is going to move mountains like <laughs> like we're hyping it up to. Um, so this credit goes to Malaysian YouTuber Fazli Halim. Uh, he has done a leak before. The last leak that he did just 
kind of showed us the general look of the Pixel 6a comparative to the regular Pixel 6. And so it was kind of cool to see how Google um, how Google made the Pixel series budget. <laughs> I was trying, was carefully trying to choose the words for that because it doesn't look bad. It's but it's very yeah. obviously not a premium you know, uh, top shelf device. So the video in the video, he walks us through some unlocking demos and we see him unlocking the six a, and he manages to unlock it about two or three times before even unlocking the six pro once. And this was an issue that actually a lot of people have complained about the six and the six pro over the last year. If you kind of go like through Reddit or through some of the Google support forums, or even if you do like a quick search on Twitter, you will see people, you know, complaining about the fingerprint scanner (laughs) to that end. I don't even have it on, on my review device because it was just a very annoying. So I just have a number unlock on it. See this. Yeah. That's a problem that I've never really had. I mean, it's not, that's right. Cause that's your flag. That's your uh, daily driver right now. Cause it's, it definitely takes longer than the, the wonderful like sensor that was on the back of my pixel four, excuse me, my pixel four a, Rather, so it's not it's not as fast as like the non underscreen sensor. You, so I, it took me like a few days to get used to. Don't just tap it; hold it down for a second. And the fact that uh, the, the the fact that it has to it has to illuminate your fingerprint with this super 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 bright light from under the display kind of indicates that if you're trying to get the fingerprint scanner to work and you're standing in like under the bright sun in at high noon. You also might have us have to tap it a couple times to make it work. Um, I don't think that's just, I don't think that's the only problems because reading other people's complaints about it, it doesn't indicate that you know, they're they're too stupid to understand to hold it down for a little bit longer. But I've just to just as another data point, I haven't been having that problem. I'm fine. Yeah, I think that it might also I don't know, but to speak to your experience with the Pixel Four A. I was so used to unlocking that thing so fast that when it yeah. does come to these under display fingerprint sensors that require me to like hold my thumb down for a while, it I don't really want to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, the example that uh, Halim showed with the Galaxy S22 was pretty on par with my, it was Galaxy S22 Ultra actually, was pretty on par with my experience with it, which is that Again, it's fast, but you need to make sure your thumb is flat down or whatever finger you have in is flat down on there. And um, I found I've had to do that more often with my OnePlus 9 as well, Hmm. whereas before it used to be much quicker. Uh, So I don't know. I think there's a conspiracy. There's something happening to fingerprint scanners. I think they are revolting. They like to be (laughs) retired. Uh, And here's why they'd like to be retired. Let me explain to you why. Uh, it's because Face ID is amazing. <laughs> Damn, it's really good. Okay, it works with glasses. It works with masks. Like, uh, Google, bring it. Bring it to Android. I want to have this. And I know that, like, uh, Samsung has its own version, uh, which I think is quite fast, but I I forgot. I haven't used it in a while. I also, by the way, like the facial recognition on the Windows machines. <laughs> Hello, Windows Hello, yeah. I think is very good. So I, I'm into the facial recognition now. Forget it. Just like go ahead, scan my face in. It's yeah. so much easier. I mean, I I uh, I, uh, <laughs> I have it I I have it on my my iPad Pro, uh, 
and I have had it on like my you know my library iPhone. I like it on the iPhone. Don't like it on the iPhone iPad Pro because on a big big screen, it's like I'm I'm holding it like a tablet, and sometimes I'm holding enough of the sensors that it's not it's not actually working for me, and it's, it's complaining about it. Um, uh, but yeah, it's nice when you don't even have to think about it, like on the uh, on like on, on the iPhone 11 that I have. Oh, excuse me, no iPhone. Mm-hmm. That. on whatever iphone that i have I've, it's been so long since i've actually used it. i can't remember which one it is but but it does have face unlock uh yeah and it's the uh you're reminding me that there was another hypothetical news story and this was in nine to five google about uh, uh a rumor that google is still reading the headline google still working on pixel uh, pixel face unlock and why it hasn't launched on the six pro uh, listed as an exclusive and bringing back up the fact that early marketing uh, marketing uh, stuff for the pixel 6 pro said oh and you can unlock with a fingerprint or your face and that sort of it's uh, and it just uh yeah it that, that they, they stopped talking about that after after a little bit of while there was an actual actual screenshot that was actually on the device and supposedly they're still working on it. They want to have more faith in it before they actually do it. But, uh, geez, I don't, I, I, at this point, I don't know if I'm going to actually going to hope that it's actually going to work. And the other thing is that if it does actually launch, how long will I have to test it out before I will actually believe it? You know, uh, it's, uh, it's the, see the, the the great the great thing about like the way that Apple did it is that they put so much stuff you know in the bezel just lots of stuff and right. you know it's like hey look there's a 3D like dot pattern being projected that's invisible and look there's a, a pair of uh, stereoscopic lenses and there's all these other things like all right you got so much stuff there that I have faith in the I have faith in the stuff that you're doing when Google says hey we've done something really clever that all we need is a selfie camera I'm like oh really that's all you need and I should make sure that people can take my phone and they won't be able to buy things with it or they won't be able to get into my banking app with it okay i want to believe you google it's not that i don't trust you i just trust but verify trust but verify just like with saddam hussein (laughs) well we shall see listen it's going to be here like really soon Yes. In less than a month at this point. So just everybody keep waiting or keep watching the leaks if you want to just keep yourself distracted yep. from all this other sad news happening around us, because that's what I'm doing in my life. <laughs> uh, speaking of distractions, distract ourselves really quickly with a memory of the Nexus Q. Now, The Verge actually reminded us of the existence of this thing, and I think it's because, um, I don't know, I, I it's think the, it's we've the 10th just anniversary. all been... It was, it was int- it no, was... It, Right. But well, what I meant to say about that is I I noticed that very few people, very few outlets had covered this 10th anniversary because it's a pretty big deal. But I wanted to say that because everybody's been sad and forlorn. (laughs) Thank you to The Verge for reminding us. Uh, So they 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 brought up the Nexus Q, the fact that it was introduced to us at Google I.O. 2012 and uh, if you recall, it was a black orb with a glowing multicolor LED equator, and it was described back then as a social streaming device. I still, by the way, had no idea what it really did. Right. See. You're jo- joining I'm the I'm not going to. Yeah. Nexus. 
QWiki. Let's see. Digital media player. Mm-hmm. Uh, $300. Yeah. About the, about the size of a candle, about the size of a small cantaloupe or a lot, like it was about the size of a grapefruit, maybe. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. It was, it definitely had a heft to it. It had, it had, it, it had a presence. It had a presence. Yes. <laughs> but it, but you, it didn't have was a user interface, but Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, th- I think at this point, a user interface would only have confused us because I don't think anybody like I, I was going through my own notes at the time because I was, you know, searching. I was able to search like old files, and I'm like, uh, all my notes are just like, I have no idea what they mean by this. Like, okay, this sounds like it could be interesting when they actually ship this. Maybe I'll figure out. Like, and all the reviews were like pretty much the exact same thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> the uh, David Pogue, who was uh, back then was writing for the New York Times, described the device as baffling quote unquote baffling that was like right in the headline of the review <laughs> it was like that's that that's getting off on the wrong foot oh david pogue uh by the way i went on ebay to see if i could find something okay let's me see. too okay. me too i was uh, okay, it, okay 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 <laughs> let's Go see ahead. what did you find <laughs> uh so on um, so there are i i don't know whether whether uh, the the verge article kind of shook some people to go through their closets but uh there is one nexus q that is like at auction for uh right now the current bid is 50 bucks with like a week left to go however had i been more on the yes. ball about this uh, uh there is a, a couple of them that were sold for where's my there we go uh, a couple of them got sold for uh 50 and 30 dollars uh, there you go. $30 buy it now with free shipping. Actually, another $30 uh, one bit loan uh, maiden bid uh, plus $15 shipping. That was like June 27th, just a few days ago and June 4th. Uh, and right now there's a there's, there's an empty box for 30 bucks. If you if you're if you're keen on that, because it was it was okay. as we if, got the same ones by the way yeah. served to us. <laughs> so, yeah, I have the I, I did decide to, I'm saving that search because maybe I kind of it's as a static object. <laughs> it's not confusing as a static object. As a static object on a shelf, it's a beautiful, lovely item. It has has that LED ring uh, of, uh, of of multicolor LED lights around it. Uh, you know uh, that uh, could light up and look pretty. It has some heft to it, so it could hold down papers or stuff. People would wonder what the hell is this thing without knowing what it is, and then you can tell people that oh, it's this device that they introduced at at Google I/O that they sent a few out to review, and the reviews were so bad, the public reaction was so baffling that they decided, hey, we know we said that pre-orders were going to be start, we're going to be offering it to consumers in the next month or so, but we we decided that we're going to delay that so we can make it even better yes as great as it is we can make it even better and then after a while they just sort of i hope have they forgotten about it now no okay they've forgotten about it yet let's just keep maintaining radio silence and they ultimately canceled it um as what something i'd forgotten when they canceled it they basically said that um they because they built a bunch of these uh, i don't think they had like uh, tens of thousands of them on pallets waiting to go but some people had pre-ordered them and Google just basically said, hey, people who we actually, uh, I think developers at Google I.O. who might have bought them, it's like, we're refunding your money and go ahead and keep it. And 
I mean, it, was, it was just such a bizarre thing. It was such a Google I.O. and maybe also such a Google 2012 sort of thing where it was still like the era of Google Glass it was still the era of, you know, the original founders running uh, Google like a research campus and saying, it's, you tell us what this is. It's a glowing orb that has uh, its own audio amplifiers you can plug speakers right into it or you can plug hdmi into it or you can plug optical audio out we also have a mini uh, rather micro uh, micro usb connector for uh, what do they call it just ha- general hackability which is like okay so i'm sorry to encourage there was to encourage general hackability quote unquote and when people and they say oh it's the social streaming thing and when people who like and uh, 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 Gadget had it, the uh, Verge had one, New York Times had one, and they're all like, but the thing is, you can't like we think of a streaming thing as today as uh, even back then, like a ninety nine dollar box that will you install the Netflix app on, you can install the Hulu app on, you can install the YouTube app on. This thing would only stream things that were offered by Google, so. You can't like just stream your own music on unless you upload it to Google first. You can't stream movies on it unless you've bought or rented it from Google Play. You, so you can't use Netflix, can't use anything else on it. And it's, it's 300 freaking bucks. Holy cow. And it, so, and it didn't do anything unless you had an Android app installed. So saying right. goodbye to anybody who's using an iPhone, it's like this was so I don't, I don't know, Andy. Like I'm hearing you say that and in my mind. I'm just like, okay. Apple does this. <laughs> yeah, but they're <laughs> they're stuff. they're Apple. They're, they're, they're that's part of their brand. We re- I know. Re- realize that they spent billions of dollars rebuilding a, a, a new sophisticated uh, architectural headquarters, and literally they decided to build a huge walled garden. I mean, literally, it is a huge ring with a garden inside it that you can't get at unless you yes. are part of Apple. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I do want to caution to anybody who might find themselves on eBay tonight trying to buy this, which, by the way, I came back to eBay and I found out that I was looking at, um, what was I looking at? Uh, I don't know. I was looking at some some toys they marketed to girls in the <laughs> early 2000s. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but the uh, seller of the $220 Nexus Q unit, so the reason it costs, as much, costs that much is because they're including... Original power cord, two, oh, two speaker cables. Okay, sorry, I misread that as two speakers. Anyway, yeah. but they mentioned that the software app, which was originally designed to control the device, is no longer available for download. <laughs> so this device must be hacked slash rooted in order to gain access to it. Please understand that you cannot simply plug and play when you receive it. You need to hack slash root it first. Several references available online, which I would be happy to link in a private message. <laughs> This sounds like a person to buy it from for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, well, f- for having put through, uh, ostensibly, I'm betting, gone through the pain of trying this out when it first came out, he only has 200 uh, feedbacks, which means that he's not like one of these uh, like reseller remarketers that just buys like pallets of old tech and just you know has been selling oh, thousands God, and thousands of things. Selling coins. <laughs> Uh, okay, that might that might be a thing too. <laughs> I did I did not I did not click on that. Okay. Oh, but some- there are ten people watching this yeah. Nexus Q uh, 
entry on eBay. So that's just goes to show you that the Verge article inspired some of us to do a little eBay looking. Uh, By the way, if you're curious what I'm looking at, by the way, I'm looking at a video journal digital diary from Mattel made in 2007. (laughs) They started a line called Girl Tech. Anyway, sorry, Andy, you were going to say before I interrupted. No, no, no. I was just going to say that like $30 to $50 is probably the right price. Again, as an ornament, as a a thing to put on your shelf. I I sometimes buy old – I have a one laptop per child laptop. Because it's yeah. just a, as a static object, which is very cute. which is which is it was very cute. It was it's a cool looking piece of design. It's it's, it's like it's it's not a pre- piece of it's not a bit of praise when you say oh as a static object this expensive piece of technology is wonderful, and it's just and sometimes I'm really really curious about like failed products that suddenly become like. Uh, highly desirable for some reason like the one laptop per child which was very very famous product and really really cool and actually you can fire it up and do interesting things with it you can get one for pretty cheap you can get uh uh when uh apple tried to extend the value of uh, uh of all their research into the newton message pad uh by basically doing a like a school-based like uh, laptop computer that looked like it was a like a trans it was a pre iMac like translucent uh touchscreen display pen newton device uh they look super cool and also not super expensive and uh, and i, I was try for a while i've been trying to get my hands on a jibo this is that that really cool concept robot but was sort of, sort of like a smart speaker but imagine that the it has a it has a, a screen that's on like this sort of like two axis yes, neck so yes, it have a personality yes. it could like follow it could like turn its head and make gestures and look around the room and still um, has a website yeah yeah and so uh, and i'm surprised that these these things that were uh, it was a kickstarter and they failed not too quickly not too slowly they were like a 600 700 800 thing but right now they don't really do anything it's just pretty much an ornament and now i'm looking for i've been uh, for a couple of years now i've had like that as a save searching at some point somebody has to have like a broken one that they want to sell for like a hundred bucks hundred bucks like it's saying hey look that it doesn't even power up anymore it doesn't eBay. do anything again because I, I just i just want it as a as an interesting ornament to put on a shelf because it's a, a pretty thing and yet these you things are still going dollars yeah exactly they're yes. still going for hundreds wow. of dollars which makes me think that maybe that maybe people have figured out something to do with them that I haven't been able to find on Google. Well, they are mentioning on the website that you can use them in like hospitals and schools. So I wonder if they're Mm. being used as like companion bots Mm. in parts of the world. Oh my goodness. Oh, look at this very interesting thing I just found. I'm going to send this to you uh, in our, in a Slack message right now. I really need you to look at this right now. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Bye bye, Jibo Memorial Service pendant. <laughs> yes, I, why is it five hundred dollars? I don't know because this person is delusional. This, I, I think <laughs> that I think that this might also be the person. I had I I, I got really really excited because 
uh, like a couple of years, like a year, year and a half ago, I found one at the price I was looking for, or rather I, I, I won an auction for like $120, $130. And it might have been the same seller who has these like little pendants. Uh, I, I, I could be wrong, uh, but oh God. So don't don't look at the other things he the other little sculptures he has for sale because some of them are kind no, of no 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 I I, I closed right. the window I didn't Sorry, I didn't want to go down smart, the rabbit hole thing. while we were still <laughs> so so I got so I got really I got really really steamed because hey great and like a minute after the auction ended I paid for it like hey you know I got the all these really great uh, you know seller feedback from group buyer and I got I, I got like a message from from refunding my money my money saying oh we're sorry um uh, we didn't know that it had a cracked screen and so we threw it out uh and i'm i'm like oh really well tell you what i'll take it with a cracked screen just to take it oh no we threw it out like a couple of weeks ago we started that auction like by uh, by mistake as like clearly he did not want to sell it for like 120 something dollars and annoying. and it's like it's 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 the part of it's the part where you say so now i have to accept this absolutely pig in a poke story you're telling me and i and i try i i i couldn't figure uh, i i don't think that ebay has like a feedback that's let's you do feedback on a sale that was canceled so i couldn't say hey negative feedback because he you know he auctioned it we agreed up basically it was sold at this price i paid for it and he refused to ship it to me he just refunded my money because he didn't want to send it. and i'm like ah yeah, yeah, you have to move on because it's not, you know, it's it's one of few bad experiences I've had on eBay. With again, God, you're such a jerk. But it's like, uh, just tell tell me that. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I flaked, or or come and say, oh, I'm so sorry, but we've had a death in the family, and I just can't, I just can't handle this right now, and I'm just going to refund your money because it's 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 yeah. in, it's in a storage locker, and I have to go get it, and and I would say. I would think that's very fishy, but there's a possibility that that's what really happened on the off chance that he's telling the truth. I should be supportive. Say, oh, I'm very, very sorry. If you do, if you do, if you do get to that, I will still buy it at the price we agreed upon. But this is like, ah, oh, Jesus, I I really have to take this. I'm sorry. Cle- clearly, I, I am still a man in pain over this because I want I, I want a jibo like, on my shelf, e- but I don't want to spend five hundred dollars for one. Going on eBay is like giving a, it's like going with a realtor to look at a house and then you start imagining yourself in the house, you know, and then you start imagining where you're going to put your furniture. But then you realize you can't buy the house. <laughs> no, I, see, I, <laughs> I realized that was a very I, out there I, comparison, I, but I have I have succeeded in buying the house several times. I'm surrounded by things the by houses I've bought. I got all my like all my DVDs and CDs like come through eBay for like pennies in the dollar. I've got I got to, in the during uh during uh, the the pandemic quarantine like I the, my my bit of insanity was I'm going to collect interesting old cassette players and cassette recorders. And so got oh, yeah. got a lot of nice things that way. But yeah, it's it's nice it, it's nice it's a, it's a nice resource just to browse and see what's out there. It's also nice to realize that, oh, you know, I thought I wanted an Apple IIc, but I really don't want an Apple IIc for the amount of money that they think that that Apple IIc is worth. That's no, 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 no. Uh -uh. (sighs) Uh-uh. Well, 
I feel like that that is a good little time for us to start winding down. I think you're right. And say our goodbyes, lest we inspire more people to stay up and go on an eBay rabbit hole tonight. Yeah. It's easy snap, to go down an eBay rabbit hole. Snap up, snap up a Nexus Q that shows up for the $20 buy it now before I find it. All's fair in love on eBay. Uh, That's fine. Why why is he selling it for two hundred? It's used. The other one's in a box. And it's I, fifty bucks. I don't know. I'm just the fact. You know, see what? that that's that's why that, that, you, there's such a great uh, such a great case of like armchair psychiatry going on. We look at some of these auctions where it's like you do realize that you, you you can click this you can click this search this little option the search button to, and basically find out how much have these things sold for in the past two or three months and i noticed sir that none of them have gone for 200 and some odd dollars i i think it's because you're prepaying for the tech support uh, from i feel like because there there is mention that you can communicate with the seller for help or you could just Google. I don't know Nexus Q just, hacks for free and save yeah. one hundred seventy. I mean, it's it's fine. And the the every time that every time that I look at this and I kind of chuckle to myself, I realize that well, the thing is, it's still available for sale at two hundred and twenty dollars. Whereas the ones that were buy it now at thirty like went. <laughs> the ones that and the ones that That's were like true. auction with no minimum went for like fifty or sixty. That's true. So that's true. I'll, I'll be I'll be curious to see how much this one that still has a week to go and is already at fifty bucks will go, because now that now we're definitely looking at people that like me who hadn't thought about this thing in like ten years and are now thinking, <laughs> gee, I bet if I go on eBay, I can get one kind of cheap. And uh, yeah, we'll wind up spending two hundred twenty dollars because they're betting with not with their heads, but with an organ that's a few feet lower. Collect than what you love before it ends up on TikTok. <laughs> exactly don't, don't and don't don't surround yourself with like yo look, my life was good when i was nine years old i'm gonna surround myself with everything i had when i was nine years old and that will make everything better like no Should no I it won't you'll just have... close my camera window that's <laughs> there's there's a difference between cure having an appreciation for what was good about certain things and certain, and then just saying, "Hey, I was able to buy like a five whole cases of squirt of, of squirt soda. You know, they haven't made that in like fifteen years. Like, are you going to drink any of it? Oh, hell no! It's fifteen years old. It's got to taste like crap. <laughs> so why do you have it? Because it was for sale. I had to snap it up too. I was lucky to get it. Uh, all right. Okay. Yes. Well, Andy, you mentioned earlier that you didn't do radio today. No, so I did not. What are you up to this week? Uh singing sailing along singing a song actually i'm looking for i'm looking forward to uh the fourth of july fireworks in my mm -hmm. uh my historic seaside uh, new england quaint touristy village uh because i've over the over the five, four or five years i lived here i have found a spot that nobody se seeks out because it's kind of hard to get to uh where people will people will find it like about 10 minutes before the fireworks start but if i show up there like an hour beforehand ready to just relax. So I I've, I'm going to I'm going to have my the good camping chair. I'm going to have the folding footstool. I'm going to have the cooler. I'm thinking about having this little folding table. I will have the the camera on a tripod because I just basically want to I want people who like are basically like squatting on the wall or took like this really flimsy like Walmart beach chair and don't have anything to drink, don't have anything to amuse themselves with, are trying to take pictures with their camera. I want them to look at me and say, "You know what? I don't know who that dude is, but he's got it all figured out, man." <laughs> I wish I were him. And I'll just look back at him and I'll say, well, keep trying, man. 
Well, I hope you have a, <laughs> I hope you have a good, I hope you have a nice experience. I, I'm, I'm having, I'm, uh, I'm trying to get psyched about seeing fireworks, but with <laughs> the way that I'm generally feeling right now, I'm having uh, a hard time figuring right. out like what my, what my greeting is, you know, cause uh, I, I mean, I will also be having a weekend full of food and a time with my family. So I'm looking forward to that. And I will probably, there will be fireworks. Mona will see her first fireworks. Let's pray to God that oh, she good. doesn't burst into tears. Um, <laughs> but if you need to find me elsewhere on the internet, you know where to find me at Gizmodo. <laughs> so you know where I am. Uh, that being said, if you want to get some of our old show notes or just look at past episodes, remember that you can go to relay.fm slash material to get all of that information. And over there, you will also find a link to how become how to become a member of the Relay FM network so that you can support us and the other podcast hosts here at the network of Relay FM, where we are a collective of tech-loving folks hmm. here to talk, here to talk. Uh, that being said, I feel like, Andy, we should just salute everybody to just have a happy, healthy, and safe weekend. Yes, and take the lesson to heart of all those uh, public service uh, news segments that your local fire department are putting on your local news. If you have a child mannequin, do not allow that child mannequin or your watermelon to play with fireworks because if that those if those videos tell us anything, it's that <laughs> child mannequins and watermelons take most of the injuries uh, that happen these this Fourth of July weekend with with, with illegal Poor fireworks. Those poor watermelons. I know. All right, everybody. Be safe. See you next week. Bye-bye.